This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hear more from Free FM. For a small monthly fee, you can become a patron and support independent community media. Go to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out how. On the line now, we have Susan Trodden from Tron, the Rail Opportunity Network, to talk to us about Tehuia, the Hamilton to Auckland commuter train, which just arrived in Hamilton uh, from the workshop on the weekend. Good morning, Susan. Morning. So how how exciting is this? Definitely. Now, you couldn't attend the actual arrival of the train because you were required at work, but nonetheless, um, you would be... um, this is a monumental moment, really, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, when we actually do our first inaugural journey, which was going to be and obviously has been delayed several times, um, I think, you know, that really will be when we can say this is going on. But, yeah, having been down in Wellington in the when they were first started building them, I went down to see the carriages. It's hugely exciting to see now um, this thing finally coming together. Uh, challenges notwithstanding in terms of public transport issues with world pandemics. <laughs> but absolutely, it got a good reception coming into uh, to town. Have you heard uh, people talking about it and sort of some excitement picking up? Oh, and, and what I just loved, I think of all the stories and, and bits I've heard, what I loved most was the three young train spotters and <laughs> the teenage boys. I just thought that that was awesome. But there's this kind of um, view that trains are old-fashioned or, you know, are not for young people. And I thought that was really neat that there were three young fellas that wanted to come down and see it. Mm. And it's going to be popular, I, I, I believe, among younger people as well um, because it's a sustainable means of transport and there's going to be free Wi-Fi on the train. So, I mean, yeah. who, who yeah. doesn't want to sit on the train looking at awesome views as you go through the Waikato Um on the Wi-Fi. I <laughs> know. Oh, I think it's brilliant. And I think the, um, you know, having that, the, the big thing, which really always was one of the key points of this, is that the downtime for people that are commuting, for those using the train for a work option, um, when you're in the car, even even a phone call can be difficult. So the fact that people can work for that three hours a day or whatever that they're spending commuting rather than just sitting in a vehicle is is going to be great. And you know what else is funny? We were just talking about the um, the three boys who were publicised on stuff, um, yep. who were along filming the train. Um, this was apparently a closed pub- closed event to the public. It was supposed yes. to be only dignitaries who were going to be there. But the, I think the question that comes up in this situation is, how can a train be coming into a town and you can get people to stay away? It's something that yeah. everyone <laughs> loves, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And and, uh, yeah, I think there's something, I guess because this really has been literally a slow train coming, <laughs> I think now um, there's so many people that just didn't really believe it was actually going to happen. Um, yeah, and now it is. So I think it's great. And I, I think now the opportunity for us is probably to move away f- to be a, to move away from the commuter story and start thinking about that uh, those other parts of connectivity, which was always Tron's. Um, kind of fundamental belief anyway that it wasn't just about commuters but 
I think now, you know, the internal tourism offering or students or whatever else, school trips, doesn't really matter. Um, those things have got an opportunity to really take advantage of this now. I can see a lot of people being able to use it, the train for travelling between Auckland and Hamilton just to, to see family. I think with the um, COVID situation, you know, I mean, obviously it presents its hurdles to the train, but it also presents real opportunities because um, uh, there's a lot more use people can make of uh, transport, you know, domestically now. Uh, yes, and I think that for things, for the kind of the Hamilton end of things, so, uh, you know, particularly once these things are back up and running at full steam, but things like the Sevens, um, the international cycling events, the Hamilton Gardens Arts Festival, so those larger scale uh, things that are bringing people in from outside of the Waikato, I think there's a real opportunity there to be bringing um, loads of people in and, and then back the other way for people wanting to go to Auckland for a weekend or to see a show or you know in time to be able to get to the airport when that finally um, is back on full noise then that's great and and there's no I mean there's no tr- plane there hasn't been for a long time there's been no flights between Hamilton and Auckland um, for, and, and that's that is another group of people that were previously flying up to then catch a connecting flight they won't have to do that. And I think people may not realise that for special events, there used to be some charter trains from Auckland to Hamilton, for example. Yes. Uh, for the, I came down here for the first V8s. Uh, right. In 2008, I think it was, and there was a train chartered for that, you know, a 250 capacity train, I think it was, um, and it was well patronised. But uh, people sort of aren't aware so much of, of those sort of services having been in existence and that uh, those are going to be some real uses, um, I think, for Tehuia now once it gets running. Yeah, and, I, you know, I, I took my kids on a school trip two or three years ago and we took little minibuses up to Auckland. But basically once we got there, the, the minibuses were parked and we walked everywhere. Mm-hmm. So for country kids going into the city, you know, we were on foot. Uh, but how much better it would have been if all of the children could have travelled together mm. and and got into the city. So I think about, you know, how many schools there are that could be potentially using this for school trips or exchanges. Um, and there's a whole lot of other invisible things around that too. So when you take your children, your school, you do a school trip and you take people in cars, there's a whole lot of compliance around... Um, the cars that people are driving and licensing and, you know, police checks will still apply, but there's a whole bunch of rules and someone can only take three or four kids or if it's a minivan, six or eight kids together um, and you're bringing them into Auckland and trying to find a place to put all those vehicles. So all of those kind of things, public transport just make easier, especially if you can stick all 40 kids in one carriage of a train and supervise them. So, So there's a bunch of things that we haven't even thought about yet um, that that public transport allows and and buses do that too and I think the important thing here is that this train is not about replacing cars or replacing buses or whatever it's simply offering another alternative that has different benefits to 
the current offerings of transport to get you from one place to another. So, so I would, I don't want people to think that this is about, well, the train's here now and these people have done this to, or, you know, lobbied for this to replace cars or what have you. That's not going to happen and it was never its purpose. It's about offering an alternative, which is no different to public transport in any other city anywhere in the world. It's, it's a rare city where public transport has replaced uh, vehicles. In fact, I don't know of any where it's in its entirety, apart from Europe, where the centre centre of cities don't have public don't have uh, cars allowed in them. So this is just another option for people to get them in and out of the city. Um, and I think it's important to remember that it's about connectivity, not just a low cost, fun, government funded. Oh yeah, the trains are getting most of the money. That's not true. Trains don't get funded any less or more than other forms of getting people from one place to another. Because some people are naturally arguing, aren't they, that um, there are already intercity buses frequently between Hamilton and Auckland. Uh, yep. But, of course, you never quite know how long that necessarily is going to take, even though it may be cheap, but other times it's more expensive, the pricing's all over the place. Um yeah, the the train provides another sense of stability, a stable mode of transport that you can take, doesn't it? Yes, and I think you know, a bus. If, if a bus suits you, that's that's great. Um, but it's worth bearing in mind that that bus goes from the centre of Hamilton City, where if you've had to drive to get to there, there's no parking in the mm, city. Mm. At six, even at six o'clock in the morning, you can't get a park that you can leave your car all day long, or you'd be doing well to get there. Um, and then takes you to Sky City in Auckland. So it is, you know, great service if that's what you're wanting to do. And I know people that use that service regularly. The price, I think, is around $15. So it's about the same as mm -hmm. catching the train price-wise. Um, but yeah, it's just another alternative. And I, and I know I've heard more than one story more than once about people wanting to get on that bus and it's full. So there's no seats because it only holds 40 people. Right. Notwithstanding, if there's roadworks, there's an accident, whatever. Um, and I cite an, a, an example where on a long weekend I came back from Auckland uh, not long ago and uh, the traffic was banked up all the way to Narawahia from Drury. Oh, my God! So <laughs> it was literally crawling. And in that traffic, there was a intercity bus that someone I knew was on that bus. Now, that bus was leaving Hamilton at, I think it was like a 4pm bus, due to be in Auckland at 6. Now, when I passed that bus at half past 5, it was still at Narawahia. Oh, because God. the traffic was so bad. Now, OK, that was a long weekend. You know, there's, there's some, exempt, some exemplary circumstances there, but it's not an isolated situation. So end of a weekend, that's fine if you don't have to be at work, but not ideal if you've got to be somewhere in two hours. So... So this is just an alternative, um, a, a reliable alternative. And then the fast rail, which is a whole other conversation, um, will be the next step towards that. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be really interesting to uh, talk to Kiwi Rail about that later in the week, as I hope to do, yeah, to great. get get, yeah. get some conversation going with them. Susan Trodden from the Rail Opportunity Network, thank you so much for joining me on the Free Breakfast.
You're welcome. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.